I'm Daniel Levine, and this is Rarecast. Harnessing the power of computers to diagnose rare genetic diseases is not a new idea, but Deckel Gelbman is using big data to analyze a patient's phenotype as a clue to his or her genotype. His company, FDNA, has developed Face to Gene, a platform for analyzing an image of a patient's face to help arrive at a diagnosis. We spoke to Gelbman about the challenges of diagnosing a rare disease, how face-to-gene works, and why it could accelerate the process of getting a diagnosis. Deckel, thanks for joining us. Thank you, Daniel, for having me. We're going to talk about face-to-gene, how it works, and the problem it's seeking to address. Perhaps we can begin with the challenge rare disease patients face in trying to get a diagnosis. How long does it take for these patients typically to get a correct diagnosis? And, and why is it such a difficult odyssey? Well, most pa- uh, rare disease patients go through a long diagnostic odyssey, which can uh, reach several years before actually receiving a that diagnosis. In fact, you know, some conditions are so rare that patients go through their entire life without a diagnosis. A family go through uh, emotional and financial distress. And the patients who are often not even treated properly are left suffering. This heart-wrenching problem is really why we started our company. Our mission and what keeps us focused uh, on on what we do is striving to make a positive and and significant impact on the lives of rare disease patients and their families. The process uh, of of rare disease patients typically starts when either a family member or primary care healthcare provides uh, uh, notices unusual symptoms uh, or, or what we call phenotypic traits. Fortunately, most providers are not experts, uh, expert geneticists, so they lack awareness uh, and the ability to link these symptoms to the underlying genetic condition. Rare disease patients would typically see quite a few experts before reaching an actual uh, diagnosis, typically provided by a geneticist. Today, with the daily new discoveries in genetics, even the geneticists have a hard time keeping up with all the new information needed to reach an actual diagnosis. So this entire process can take years. Well, a lot of the effort on harnessing the power of big data to assist in diagnosis of rare disease patients has come on the genotypic side, trying to identify a mutation that may be driving a disease. Face to gene is, is focusing on the phenotype as a way to help diagnose rare disease patients. What's the idea behind focusing on the phenotype? You know, when, when we started, our main objective was, was to assist geneticists with the clinical evaluation of patients. The idea was to accelerate and, and improve the process of identifying facial differences by flushing out the most relevant information and narrowing down the number of syndromes that a clinician would need to consider at the outset of the evaluation. As more and more providers started to use face to gene, we realized that the phenotypic data gathered through the process is extremely valuable for the interpretation of the genotype data. The reality is that with all the advanced efforts and big data around genotyping, 
whole exome sequencing and whole genome sequencing still produce a huge list of, of genetic variants or mutations. And it's very challenging to identify the disease-causing variants. To analyze these results, the lab or the clinician needs to actually sift through a very long list of candidate variants. So this is where the phenotyping becomes truly important. Deep and accurate phenotyping can assist filtering and prioritizing these variants and narrow down the list of candidate variants to review. Shortly, this is a time-consuming process, and the, the phenotyping done is, is highly subjective uh, to the clinician. Our role is to facilitate a more successful use of these phenotyping technologies in the clinical diagnostic process by providing scalable tools that can produce an accurate, objective, and comprehensive phenotype. This is really an important complementary tool to existing phenotype technology, and it's, it's not a standalone. Well, walk me through the process. How does a, a patient or a, a doctor use face to gene and get a diagnosis? Well, really all we need to start the process is a simple photo. It can be taken by a mobile phone or even provided by the family. Once that photo is uploaded to our system, go through a de-identification de process first to protect the patient privacy. Then um, our artificial intelligence system really kicks in, and in a matter of seconds, it presents a list of phenotypic traits that it identifies and links syndromes and genes. We basically help clinicians to come up with a short list of plausible syndromes and genes to consider. And in addition to that, generate a comprehensive and precise phenotype of the patient. Well, what's the technology behind the platform actually doing? Is this facial recognition software? Is there uh, something else going on? Well, the, the system is made up of a combination of really cutting-edge technology. It combines uh, uh, computer vision algorithms, or, or what we call the facial analysis part of, of, uh, of the software, uh, that's able to convert uh, facial photos uh, into mathematical descriptors. So each face can actually be represented by a mathematical vector. And that's really our big data, right? We process large amounts of, of, of images that are uploaded daily by, by users of these genes. And then uh, our system applies deep learning techniques through very powerful neural networks that we've built. And um, we also call this process a supervised learning model. Basically, our system learns independently from the data that we feed it, and it comes up with unique patterns uh, for each disease. And finally, we, we also have, and we've developed this artificial intelligence engine that can predict and prioritize a list, a list of various uh, uh, relevant syndromes, genes, and phenotypic traits to the findings of the system. All that information is displayed to the clinician, so uh, the clinician can actually decide and make more informed decisions uh, on the next step. I can think of a number of rare diseases where there is a clear dysmorphology involved, but how many rare diseases do you think can be identified through this means? Our estimates are that there are anywhere between 2,500 and 4,000 rare diseases uh, that can uh, be identified or facial uh, um, biomarkers can, can serve as indicators uh, to identify these diseases. Our computer vision system alone is already trained to identify more than 2,000 unique patterns associated with uh, genetic syndromes, and that number is growing every day. 
uh, with, with the recent addition of our artificial intelligence uh, uh, engine, we actually have the ability to predict non-facial features as well and associate them with syndromes. So that actually increases our coverage to over 8,000 uh, 8, syndromes. And we link many databases inside, uh, but, but after almost three years of, of operating with Facetogene, we do rely heavily on the data that we actually curated ourselves from our users uh, because this, is, this, this data represents real-world data, and it's crowdsourced by actual clinicians seeing patients. That's astounding, the, the number of diseases uh, that actually have dysmorphic features. It is, and uh, so a, a lot of them have these distinct uh, patterns about them. A lot of them have these very, very distinct uh, um, facial features about them, but a lot are very subtle. And um, for a clinician to try and not only remember, uh, um, you know, and, and be able to identify them, it, it's a staggering. I mean, we've met a lot of dysmorphologists. And a lot of them are, are are advising to us on a daily basis. Their skill set and, and ability to to kind of conjure up those uh, patterns from from seeing a face is amazing, and uh, they played a key role in, in training our system. And what's been done to validate the platform? Uh, we put a lot of emphasis on research. Uh, uh, in fact, you know, we spent three years of research before even launching the first uh, version of Face Gene. Um, and, and throughout the entire lifetime of the company, uh, at any given time, we have dozens of, of research initiatives going on. Uh, some, some focus on, on validating the discriminative uh, power of our technology to identify phenotypes that are associated with specific syndromes. We actually have a program named Give a Face to a Syndrome, where we collaborate with researchers all over the world uh, and try to identify uh, these unique patterns or what we call gestalts of, of syndromes. Uh, and we also have a, a number of initiatives around the, the phenotype-genotype correlation. Uh, today we have about five uh, peer-reviewed publications in some of the leading scientific journals. You've announced the 60-day challenge to genetics providers. Can you explain what that is and what you hope to gain from it? to engage our, our user community in, in, in further training our system while introducing them to the new face to gene uh, that we just launched. Um, we, we want our users to become part of this joint effort and uh, not only help us, but help themselves gain more uh, value from, from using our technology now and in the future. You recently released uh, a new version of the software, as you mentioned. What, what's new in the software? Our original version was focused mainly on, on extending support for clinicians when, when evaluating patients. With our new face to gene, we're, we're actually offering a complete suite of, of phenotyping applications that, that extend uh, uh, from the clinical visit through remote consultation and case review between healthcare providers, comprehensive genetic content and, and reference images with the integration of London medical databases, and it extends uh, uh, up to better analysis of, of lab results. Uh, we're, we're also supporting research and education through uh, uh, two dedicated applications. What we really hope to cover all aspects of, of phenotyping for genetics. You provide this free to scientific partners. What types of entities are you seeking to partner with and, and what do you provide them? Well, any healthcare provider can use our applications and technology for, for clinical purposes 
own for non-commercial research free of charge. We, we support our users and partners with uh, uh, analysis of results uh, and, and uh, maintenance of our products, and, and most projects uh, end up as, as scientific publications either in uh, peer-reviewed uh, uh, publications or talks or, or abstracts and posters and, and conferences. Uh, we're really open to work with any person or entity that has an interest in rare diseases and genetics. Um, currently, most of our work is done with clinicians in academic centers as well as the genetics labs. Uh, but we do have a small number of collaborations with patient support groups and, and patient advocacy groups. Well, we're very interested in increasing our involvement with uh, with this uh, group of partners, and I think that you know just by improving the potential of identification uh, of syndromes, uh, uh, we have a lot of mutual interest here. And and do you seek anything back from the partners? Is this a a way to just grow the database? You know, the more face to gene is being used, the more our technology is being used, the more real data is gathered. And, and that makes our technology better and our system smarter. That's enough for us. You're a for-profit company, is that right? That's correct. What's the business model? Well, as our technology becomes better and, and systems become smarter, we're actually able to offer more services and greater value, not only for clinical, uh, clinical users and, and uh, um and research partners, but also to commercial partners, uh, mainly pharma, um, uh, so pharmaceutical industry, and particularly uh, uh, companies that focus on orphan drugs. Um, we have a number of, of commercial programs that are uh, ongoing using our products, platforms, and technologies for a variety of purposes, uh, including clinical trial recruitment and management, uh, uh, and other research and, and development efforts. Uh, we expect that uh, aspect of the business to grow significantly over the next uh, few years. And is there any FDA issue? Is there anything you need to go through to to use this as a diagnostic tool? Well, our, our system is, is specifically not a diagnostic tool. Uh, we provide deep phenotyping uh, and analysis. So uh, it, it doesn't need an FDA approval as a diagnostic tool. It really is, is a tool for better interpretation of uh, visual biomarkers. Ultimately, what do you, you see the potential here for improving the, the diagnosis of rare disease? The potential is huge. It, it, it's enormous. I mean, most clinical geneticists are already using our technology on a daily basis to evaluate patients. And more and more labs are starting to use our technology to make the, the interpretation pipeline better. So we're, we're already doing a lot to improve the diagnostic process for rare disease patients. Uh, this effort is ongoing. You know, technology is improving on a daily basis. So with time, we'll see more and more impact uh, uh, and, and hopefully be able to reduce the rare disease patient's diagnostic odyssey dramatically. Deckel Geldman, CEO of FDNA, the developers of face to gene Deckel, thanks so much for your time today. It was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thanks for listening. For more information about rare disease and to connect to the rare disease community, go to globalgenes.org. To keep up on the latest news and trends affecting the rare disease community, be sure to visit raredaily.org. You can subscribe to the Rarecast RSS feed through raredaily.org or through SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, or your preferred podcast manager. The Rarecast is produced for Global Genes by the Levine Media Group. You can also find our podcast, The Bio Report, on these popular podcast sites. Our theme music is composed by Jonah Levine and performed by the Jonah Levine Collective. We'd love to hear from you. 
drop us a note at danny at levinemediagroup.com. <laughs>